Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, this is Charles Kelly, Money Tips, bringing you Money Tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, reporting now from a, a wet and windy London, and it's actually election day today, so uh, everyone's out voting and rushing around. And yeah, it's um, it's a, a funny day, really, because we've got the election happening, but all the, the, the election stories have stopped for now until tomorrow when they'll dissect who's won the election. Is it uh, a hung parliament? Is it uh, Boris Johnson coming back into number 10? Or is Jeremy Corbyn going to take over? We, we just don't know at the moment. Hi to anyone on Facebook Live. Uh, Dave, Magnolia. Yeah, hi, hi there. Uh, great to see you. So I want to talk to you today about uh, the M&G Property Fund. I, I, I mentioned this last week that a lot of people have been withdrawing their money from the property fund and it seems to have steamrolled forward now and millions have actually been pulled out of this uh, M&G property fund. It's a UK property fund which invests in around 91 commercial properties. Now many, you might see many properties in the high street that are rented out in Oxford Street and big shopping centres that most of those are owned by property funds and pension funds and they're considered to be long-term investments. Now, just like when you go to the bank, if everyone rushed to the bank today and said, I want to withdraw my money, the bank wouldn't have it because the money's tied up in investments or it's, it's, it's been lent out to people. And it's the same thing with the property fund. They, If everyone pulls their money out of that property fund, they can't sell those 91 properties just, you know, just overnight. So, there's there's problem. That's why they've suspended withdrawals from from the property funds uh, for now until things settle down. But they're blaming Brexit. Uh, similar thing happened when the uh, the, the Brexit uh, uh, referendum went the, the wrong way. I.e., people voted out when they're expected to vote to remain. And there was a similar sort of run on property funds. And and now it's happening again because people are worried about the election and Brexit and that sort of thing. Why I don't know because. Businesses carrying on as normal. Yes, uh, some of the high street shops have closed down, but you know they, they tend to get filled up again with with other shops. Uh, the the retail sector has has obviously suffered, but th- these funds don't only invest in in shops. They'll invest in offices and and all sorts of things. I mean, in in our area, uh, a property owned some land owned by Legal and General has just been rented to Sky, and Sky are going to build a big studios. Uh, you know, billion pound project to build studios, to film studios there in, in Elstree. And, uh, you know, that but that land had been empty for quite a few years, actually. It was going to be something else. And then it's now something something else. So Legal and General have been sitting on that land. They're a big fund. They can afford to sit on empty land for, for years. Um, I think that they, in any fund situation, you're, you're in a fund. You're, you're not driving your own car. You're on on a bus and you have to go where the bus goes. So... In this case, uh, billions of pounds are in this fund that they're going to just be tied up for longer until things settle down and people can get their money out. 
because I, they, as I said, they can't just sell all these properties. I think if you want to invest in property, do it yourself. Learn how to, to invest in property yourself and, and you can s- tangibly see what you're investing in and, and you get the returns directly. When I was in financial services, you know, and I was in financial services for 25 years, I always found that the returns on property funds were, were pretty poor. In fact, some of them were rubbish. I thought, why, why are the returns on property funds so low compared to equity funds in shares where they, they seem to be giving a higher return and, and property funds were low? When, you know, the underlying investment, they own sort of all this property and, and they, they charge high rents for these properties and they've got good tenants. Why, why are the returns so low? Maybe it's all the costs and the charges and the surveyors and all these people they employ. But I, I, I always found I got a better return by just buying a property. I mean, in the good, good old days when property was going up by 20% a year, the property funds were still not doing that well compared to just direct investment in property. Obviously, there's less risk if, you, if you're in a fund and there's, there's a big, bigger spread. But I, I would say go and learn how to, to invest in property yourself. And you know, if you don't know how to do it, then take a course, you know, learn how to do it. I can, I can offer courses, uh, free courses to, to learn how to invest in, in property and how to use other people's money to invest in, in property. So, so I would just get out there and, and just do it yourself. If you're interested, just drop me a line at charles at charleskelly.net or on Facebook Messenger. Now, I don't know if you've heard the story today about the, the post office, uh, sub post post office masters as they used to be called post office masters post masters sub post office people um now you know if you, you look around most of the post offices in the country they tend to be little shops and these are called sub post offices so they are businesses which have a contract with the the the, the post office or whatever they called nowadays and they run a post office and they usually run a little shop alongside so they have a business on one side which is a it could be a stationery shop or a food shop or a sweet shop and then they have this little counter and <clears throat> and, the, and they they are subbing for, for the post office. So people can post letters there. They can uh, buy all sorts of services through the post office, uh, parcels and all that sort of thing. <clears throat> and the post office masters are usually paid a salary. I'm not quite sure how it works now, but they have a <clears throat> they have a contract. And it's, it was considered to be a good little business to have. Um, you wouldn't ever become a multimillionaire. But, you know, if you owned the property and you built this up and you lived above the shop, it was it was quite a, a nice little business for people. And it, it was always considered to be, you know, something nice to do. The, the only downside, I suppose, is that you risk getting robbed and armed robbers and that sort of thing. But recently there's been a case where uh, the, the, the post office head office issued, uh, installed a, 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 a new computer system. And that computer system called Horizon was 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 pulling up errors. It was saying that people in the post offices were uh, short of, of funds. So at, when they did the balance every day, they found they were short by a few hundred pounds or a few thousand pounds. And they were saying to the post subbies, look, you've got to make up this shortfall. The computer says you're wrong. And people were arguing against it. And th- these, these disputes went on. But it wasn't nationally known until now that, there were, there were dozens and dozens of these sub-postmasters that were in trouble with their head office and they were being accused of stealing the money. So um, it, it's it's really a tragic story because they, they were being accused of stealing this money when in fact they'd done nothing wrong and they were arguing their case. And some of them, they, they rang in on a, a radio show today and some of them said that rather than go through a lengthy court case and they were being threatened with 
cancellation of their contract, which would have been the end of their business. They ended up forking out the money to, to pay off and, and just say, look, all right, here's the thousand pounds to settle it. Let, let's move on. Um, but some people went further than that because some people were, were, were tens of thousands of pounds in debt and they decided to fight it in court. And some ended up in jail. Some ended up with criminal records. Some had their lives destroyed. Others uh, pleaded guilty uh, rather than go to prison because they, they just couldn't fight it. And anyway, now, uh, and due to one particular journalist who followed this up and he actually crowdfunded his salary, uh, a guy called Wallace, um, and he, he crowdfunded his salary to to keep this uh, story going. And it turns out now that the post office has, has admitted they are wrong. It's gone to court and the post office admitted they're wrong and, and that they will have to compensate all of these people. Um, and it's this computer system apparently still being used in 11,500 uh, sub post offices. And, and yet, you know, th this case is, is now uh, there are multiple appeals going on, but I don't think any amount of money. Um, I mean, there's 58 million going to be paid out. But if you if you spread that amount, thousands of people, it's not going to be a lot of money each. And it certainly doesn't pay for having your life destroyed, maybe losing your business, losing all your money uh, and, and so on. And so it's like Big Brother coming down on them. One guy described how they sent in these sort of security men and accused them of fraud and said you're going to be arrested and you're going to go to jail and all this sort of thing. And it turns out the post office didn't really investigate this properly. They just went in heavy handed and started accusing people of fraud. Well, thankfully, they've been vindicated now and hopefully they'll get decent compensation and be able to put their lives back together. And this is not the, the first I've heard of computer systems going wrong. The Home Office spent billions on a computer system that didn't work out correctly. Um, the, the Also, other government departments, such as the NHS, spent billions of pounds on computer systems to sort of integrate the whole system, and it, and it went wrong. But yet nobody seems to have been held accountable for all of this. So anyway, all I'm saying is good luck to these uh, these post office uh, sub submasters and submistresses and, and whatever they're called. Um, I, I hope they can get their lives back together because generally they provide a very good service. You know, they're nice people. They're, they're just in there working hard all day, you know, six days a week, providing a very good service and, and running little businesses in, in a time when it's very difficult uh, in, in the high street. So good luck to those uh, post postmasters and postmistresses. Hope you can get your life back together again. So So thanks for listening. And if you want to follow that story, it was on the BBC website. You can read all about those, those sub postmasters, but good luck to them. Thanks very much. And uh, happy election day here from the UK. Uh, everything's quiet here. There's no violence. There's no shootings like there are in some countries, fortunately. But I think this rain is going to put some people off from going out to vote. But we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Whatever happens to the economy and to the wider economy, I'm running my own economy, so I've got to get on with life whoever's in, in number 10 down in street. So thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 